BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, 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 Jamsters. Devin Booker is back for the Phoenix Suns. After missing three games, Devin... Big Dick Booker makes his return against Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. And somehow, someway, the Phoenix Suns still lose. They start the game allowing a 13-0 run by the Spurs. And then, after fighting back, being down as much as 25-27 points, they tie the game at 116, but they allow a 14-5 run by the Spurs to kill them, and they lose 132-131. to So, Matthew, here we are on the other side of hosting the Spurs for two consecutive games in Phoenix, and the Suns are now two and three. Not where you want to be. No, not at all. And if you look at the standings, we are tied with the Portland DeAndre Aytons. So, here we go. Nurk doesn't look too good. DA's kind of doing better. Ah, there's where, that's where my mind's at right now, right? That's how crazy I've been this whole night. <laughs> Almost got it, though. Almost got the win. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Don't even say that. Sure. We almost got it. We, we had almost to do... got it. Yuta let us down. Didn't hit any big threes tonight like he should have. Yuta let us down. Didn't play any defense. The entire team let us down. Didn't play any defense. I mean, obviously, you have to give credit where credit is due. And Victor Wembanyama is him. He is somebody who, in 34 minutes tonight, 15 of 26 from the floor, 38 points. It's going to be everywhere. His 38 points is 10 rebounds, couple blocks, a steal, he also had two assists in there. That's going to be all over everywhere. Look what Victor Wembanyama did, did, and it'll be all over the Phoenix Suns. And it's game five, and we shouldn't worry, and blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't make me less frustrated. I'm grumpy, John, tonight. And tonight on this podcast, Matthew, I'm going to be grumpy. I'll be grumpy with you. It's game five. A team like that that plays that hard, Kevin Durant and Booker giving it their all, like – why can we not have the raw emotion, dude? We worry about the ones we love, and here we are again. So just deal with it, Jamsters. Love you guys. It's, well, welcome to the Suns Therapy Session podcast, yep. where we're talking about why the Suns are two and three, and all the troubles that they have, and blah, 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 and fuck me, and all that stuff. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, fuck it. Suns lose 132 to 121 
on a day that kind of started shitty. Uh, rest in peace to Walter Davis. Sweet D, the Greyhound, the man with the velvet touch, one of the greatest sons in their franchise history. Honored just last week in the Ring of Honor ceremony in which they retired his number again in the rafters at the Footprint Center. Former UNC Tar Hill, a member of the 1976 Olympic team, uh, somebody who was a rookie of the year for the Phoenix Suns, somebody who won six uh, or was a member of six all-star teams as a member of the Phoenix Suns and holds the franchise record at 1-5-6-6 in total points scored and second overall uh, in games played. Rest in peace to Walter Davis. That's kind of how we started today. And then coming into this game, you know, boom, you get kicked right in the nuts, which, of course, brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. You have got to ask. What the fuck was that? You know what it is? It's, um... Hey, Book's back. How many points is he going to get? How many minutes is he going to play? Well, I hope only 30 minutes because they should be blowing this team out. It's one of those. You go into the game thinking it's going to be a blowout. Last last night's game, we had the blowout. We let go of it. Spurs win. They carry that momentum over to this game. Then they never let up. Um, I just think it's one of those games where Booker comes back trying to feel himself, does not get up to the greatest start ever. Then... The Suns can never get back into the game to the very, very end, and they're too tired. I just, it's always like that, right? Like, you get your superstar back. It's like, oh, we're going to trade for this player. Just imagine him on this team. We're going to win 50 in a row. And then it's just the adjustment is always, there's always like an adjustment period. And it was just like the whole first half for the Suns. And Wimby kicked her ass. And Vassell, the first yeah. half, kicked her ass. That guy's, I'm, I'm so mad that dude's on our team. I know. It's so frustrating. <laughs> You know, for those of you who've been watching the Suns Jam session or listening for quite some time, you know that once upon a time, back when it was what the 2020 draft is when he was in, right? Same one with Halliburton and Jalen yeah. Smith. Uh, he was one of those. Josh Smith or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah, Jalen <laughs> Smith. Smith. Uh, he was somebody who both Matthew and I were very, very high on. Devin Vassell out of Florida State just had some of those intangibles. Definitely needed to work on his shot. And it looks like he's been working on his shot down there in San Antonio. And. The way that he looked in the first half and the way that he led the charge and the way that he played with a sense of urgency that was clear and apparent that the Phoenix Suns just didn't have. And there's a lot of different things that have that came to light in this game uh, and over these two games with the Suns. And it's not just a lack of connectivity. I mean, that's understandable at this point, right? Like these guys are starting to get to know each other. We're five games into the regular season plus, you know, four uh, ultimate uh preseason games but i like what eddie johnson said at the back end of the game he goes adjusting to each other is one thing but effort has to always be there and the effort just wasn't there to start this game this is a team that came out and didn't have the ability to close out lost on screens lot horrible horrible fucking defense by the suns tonight on uh, multiple possessions in that first half it was a three-point shooting practice for the San Antonio Spurs. And it's something that obviously Greg Popovich and his staff unlocked at halftime in the first game against the Suns because they came out in the second half and be like, hey, man, all we have to do is run some screen action and the weak side defender is going to collapse every time. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to have a wide open shoot shooter. And if that guy's not wide open, because the Suns are trying to recover, another guy will be wide open. 
And it became just that, a, a shooting drill for the San Antonio Spurs. In this game, they were 18 of 37 from beyond the arc. In the first half alone, or the first quarter alone, I believe they were 8 of 13. Yeah, and it, and then if you look at the first half, where again you know they scored thirty nine points in the first quarter, thirty six in the second quarter. This is against pretty much the entire. This is the Suns minus Beal. This is the Suns. They allowed them to go twelve of twenty one from beyond the arc, fifty seven point one percent, and we were down twenty at halftime. Dude, it well it started with the nine zero start where the fans so, are standing up for forever. Like thirteen thirteen zero. All right, well what's going on? And then thirteen zero. The the timeouts called at the nine minute or at the nine zero time, and I think it's like three minutes into the game. There's a timeout called finally. But I was asking myself, I'm like, do they sit down now or do they have to stand through the timeout and then come back out and wait till Kevin Durant finally gets the first bucket with about four? I think the eight minute mark. Um, I saw some guys sitting, some people sitting, but then some of them were still standing up. Um, but dude, that was a rough start. But you just keep thinking, you're like, well, the the Suns will come back. This is okay, right? You kept saying that all game long. I kept saying that. Oh, I did it. It was a 20, 25 point lead in the third quarter. Then that's why I was like, all right, this one's done. But then they, they do get back into it. But the um the effort I feel like was there, like there was a lot of energy from the Suns. I felt I felt like in the first half, but it was just so chaotic. Like it was just like you said, the defense was just a total mess. They didn't know what to do. I think when you throw Wimby in there. And the second game, the first game, he didn't do too well. Mm-hmm. This game, like he was just, he was really crucial to that Spurs team offensively. But when he's just that good, it just, it's a, it's a mess for the Suns defensively. They cannot, like, just, they don't have a game plan against them yet. I don't think anybody really does. But when you're just out hustled after every rebound, I think the Spurs had like 20 fast breaks in the first four minutes, yeah. five minutes of the game. It was just constant off of rebounds. Vassell was like beating them down the floor every time. Even if there's a man there, use his body. He was able to get to the rim easily. Um, so, I mean, that's the Spurs effort was there. The Suns effort was there. But the Spurs were just, they were the grown adults, I feel like, tonight. In the yes. First, like, just, they were they were the, the Suns were the amateurs. Just like, you know, putting up the four, the four minute, like, a uh, quick, like, little, um, you know, porn session on YouTube. But only in like 70% reviewed. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it's it, it was a good way to put it because they they it was organized effort by the Spurs. The way that they were attacking was strategic and uh, effective, whereas the Suns, as you mentioned, and that's part of learning each other on the defensive end, it was chaotic. And they were running around, but they were always in the wrong spots. That first half alone, the Spurs outscored the Suns 15-4 to four in fast-break points. They were 7-9 of nine from the field in fast-break points. And that's that that all day long. That's going to uh, equate to uh, a blowout, and that's what it was at halftime. It was a twenty point lead because the Suns would miss a shot, boom, a score. You know, the Suns couldn't grab a rebound, boom, a score, and it was over and over again. Looking at the offensive rebounds in that first half as well, uh, five offensive rebounds to two, second chance points. Uh, let's see here, second chance five to six. So the Suns outbeat him, got him in there, but. 17 points off turnovers for the Spurs. 17 points off turnovers. Again, again, we're talking about how the Suns aren't executing offensively and leads to turnovers, and which is leading to points. And now they're giving up fast break points. It's like this multi-layer of disorganization by the Suns. And obviously, with the expectations that are sitting on this team's shoulders, you have to dial it in. You have to do it more effectively. 
this is a team that's supposed to have some semblance of a defensive identity with Frank Vogel at the helm, and everyone out there looks fucking lost. Yuta Watanabe looks so lost. Uh, not or not Katie's burner in the chat says Yuta can't defend anyone. That's a fact. I was talking about that on the last podcast. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, unfortunately, he is confused. I, there, there's one play where he's sitting there and he's ball watching the guy's cutting behind him. And luckily when the pass was coming through KD deflected it, or it was an e- another easy two. he's, he's doesn't know where to be position wise defensively. And because of that, he's recovering and he's either giving up a wide open three or he's fouling somebody. And as much as we love you Watanabe for the potential that he could provide as an offensive player, when he plays 26 minutes, he's 0 of four from beyond the arc. He's one of five from the field. Scores three total points, has four rebounds and one assist, but he's he, he's not defending anybody. He's a, he's a zero, a zero on defense, and that's that's frustrating. Makes me grumpy, Matthew. A little grumpy. it is, and it's hard with Yuta, man. Like you didn't even play the drop, so I'm not even gonna I'm not even mm, gonna play it mm. because I feel like he doesn't. There was no shooting. Tonight. He was he was Yuta the Puda tonight. He wasn't Yuta that's the Shooter. Is this the first time though on Suns Jam where we're gonna actually with withhold uh players drop from him until he performs? Wasn't that a Shamit thing? That was a campaign and a Shamit thing for a long time. <laughs> okay. We did it's not let starting it, with Yuta right now. Or we no? didn't it is you, you play okay. like this. I don't you blame you. Like I don't blame you, man. And Frank Vogel had to make the adjustment because Josh Akogi was ass. Because Josh Akogi oh is who, who got the start, right? Akogi, who started this game, <laughs> ended up playing only 12 minutes. Because he was ineffective on offense and defense. He had two wide open shots, and and Frank's like, well, this ain't it. And due to his size, unfortunately, they were they were having uh, uh, Victor Wembanyama guard him, quote unquote. And when he guarded him, all he did is says, dude, you can hang out by the three all day. I'm just going to shade to the interior. The first play of the game, Devin Booker challenged Victor Wembanyama. He was blocked. The remainder of the game, when Wembenyamba was out there, and this is the Wemby effect, man. Get used to this, Suns fans, for the next fucking decade. Another Spurs big who's just going to dominate us. The Wembenyamba effect is every time somebody drives into the lane, they pause. When they're going to go hard to the rim, right, you can see them getting ready to like just explode. They pause a second, and it's like they shift their eyes real quick to see if Victor's around because the long arm of the law is going to block you, and he's at the fucking free throw line. Booker came out, he yeah. challenged him, and for the most part, the remainder of the day, he didn't go back in there to challenge unless Victor Wembanyama was not on the court. Yeah, it's like, oh, we should have that Ross from Friends, rest in peace, Matthew Perry, shout out, first season, the best character ever. I know Bill Simmons says that, but for sure, we should actually um, have that drop. Every, well, I'm so glad we only played the Spurs twice already, so it's over with. But with <laughs> Wemby, you're going to pivot, dude, that pivot, like that that Ross where he's pivoting the couch up there to the second store, whatever oh, yeah. that is. Pivot. It's like pivot, pivot. pivot. That's, when you go down in the paint, that's what you're doing. You're pivoting the whole time. And you see that constantly the whole game. And what frustrates me is I feel like Wimby, you can get some fouls on him. I think even Booker in the first quarter, I don't know if he was scared to get hurt, but the remainder of the game, Booker was getting to the rim and mm-hmm. drawing contact. But there's a few times um, he had the pump fake and Wimby's right there. I thought he would go after him for the foul, but he didn't. That's one thing is like you got to get the guy in foul trouble. Like I know he's like long yeah. and like you know he can block everything obviously from ten feet away. But the best thing is to use your body. Kogi did a few times last game where you use your body, you just put it into him, and then you'll get the foul. I thought mm-hmm. they could have done that better. They didn't even try to do that. No. And 
I, I just I didn't see that as much. But Wimby was kind of just out of the way sometimes too. Like he wouldn't really go after guys as much in la- as like last game where he was just kind of like drawing so much attention and kind of standing there and going after the block shot and just not having too much luck with it. But tonight he just kind of like stayed away from it. It's kind of like, oh, where's Wimby? It's like, oh, defensively he was okay. But then offensively he just was like, I'm going to make sure I'm in the game because mm-hmm. I'm going to like, I'm the cherry on the Sunday. He was basically killing every Suns like a little run too. Like every, I feel like they kept answering with threes all game. Yeah. But then it's just like, oh, Wimby has the ball down there. Alley oop. Oh, he has it over. Like the alley oops were just thrown in from the free throw line. So those were killer, dude. And he did a good job of staying in the game. So a guy that's fifth game in the in the league already <laughs> going for thirty eight and ten. Yeah, he just like knows what Fuck to do. Us. He just he's a super smart player. Like already, man. I hate. This is a Spurs player. Yes, yeah, dude. I know. We never get a rookie who just comes out and goes for 38 and 10. Oh, and my fucking, God. It's, it's just for all okay. you Spurs fans who are watching. <laughs> fuck us, man. I was saying this. I mean, for those of you who watched the pod over and or listen to the pod over the summer, I had that huge rant about the Spurs and what they've done to me and my psyche and my 41 years on this yes. planet. And it's because of, they get fucking players like Victor Wembanyama, and he's fucking good. Like, that's why Matthew and I have said it throughout the summer. Like, sons, you got to do it this year, man, because Victor Wembanyama is coming, and he ain't going anywhere for a while, and he's going to be really, really good. And tonight he was really, really good. And do you know who was not very good? Nurkic watch. You said it, Matthew. The key to, to beating Victor Wembanyama which we don't know if there is actually a key yet. But you would think, especially right now, the 19-year-old, lightweight, seven foot four guy is to have somebody like a Nurkic who can body him around, who can you know shove his ass into his hip and just move him off his spots, who can get in there and get under him and then create contact going up and get him in foul trouble. Yusuf Nurkic, 19 minutes played, 2 of 5 from the field, 7 points, only 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal, a couple turnovers, 3 personal fouls. It's a shit game by Nurk, man. And we know that there will be good games, and we know there will be bad games. Thus far, the bad games are starting out with the good games. I don't like it. Hey, but not in preseason. He looked good. Oh, he was um, great, man. He really, <laughs> fucking, yeah, he was he fantastic. Really fucked, he really we had a lot to look Aiden. forward to. I think... Um, Hey, Nurk had a good stretch there, you know. In the yeah, those three, quarter, that's, those three a, minutes were really good. He hit, yeah, he did it again. He had that spurt where it's like he hits a three, gets a steal, sets up somebody underneath the rim just perfectly. He had that, like, here we go. And then it was just crap, man. I mean, the guy is just so stiff sometimes. And the ball's running through him. Super stiff. He can't really – he doesn't move with the ball. So someone has to cut. Someone has to be open right away. I don't mind him taking the threes. But if nothing's really moving – he can't do much. And if the, the way the Spurs were playing defense, I know they gave up 121 points, but if there's, if they're playing defense, the way they were playing tonight, where they're just kind of cutting off those passing lanes, mm-hmm. nerd doesn't have much to do. He's kind of just stiff and kind of rancid down there. And it's just Rant- it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty smelly to me. It, it's pretty smelly. And the Suns fans can definitely smell it. And the one thing that's frustrating is he can use his body. But when he looks like he has easy layups, and I know the Trailblazers fans warned us, he just throws it up from like his like hip. It's like he draws a contact, it's fine, he gets the foul, but he throws it up from like his hip every time. And it's not yeah. even a foul. Like he just, if I was like 
the if I was a Spurs fan, I saw that those were fouls. Like, what is the guy just like throwing himself into the defender and throwing the ball from his hip, airballing these layups? Like, that's what we have right now with Nurk. And eventually it might look better, but I don't really believe he's the reason we lose these games still, but no. it just sucks to watch. It's it's painful to watch. And I will say this, and I love what John Tran says in the chat. He says, This is a jerkitch game. I love that. <laughs> Like if it's a jerk itch, because that's what it was. He jerked us off in this game because he was so bad. Entering this game, Yusuf Nurkic, from a minutes per game standpoint, is the sixth highest minutes per game. Kevin Durant, number one. Uh, Devin Booker, actually number one, because he played 37 in his one game. Uh, But Eric Gordon, 31, 30.8 minutes per game from Grayson Allen, 29.4 from Josh Kogan, 27.2 minutes per game from Yusuf Nurkic. He has 112.9 defensive rating. The only guys who are worse than that is Chemetsi, Metu, Bol Bol, and Saban Lee, who all have played one game for like three minutes. 112.9 defensive rating. Like, I know that he's here for fit. And it's fit on offense. But we saw tonight how to attack him. And that's what we saw against Golden State in the season opener, which the Suns won, was CP3 was just, okay, I'm just going to pull pull the defender out, get Nurk on me, and just go right by him. And tonight it was more of we're just going to do switches, put him at, uh, in tough situations where he can't recover, and then we're going to have wide open threes. And I wrote in a piece for Bright Side of the Sun, for those of you who like to read, about the first gut punch of the season, which was the last game in which we played. And I believe there was 31 shots from beyond the arc by the San Antonio Spurs. 19 were wide open. I can't wait to see what the number is tonight. But it's because of the way that Greg Popovich and his team know how to manipulate opposing defenses, find their weak spot, and exploit it. One of our huge weak spots is the last uh uh the just the way that the the Yusuf Nurkic is so stiff as you mentioned mentioned as is so rigid has no flexibility and he's the last guy to have the ability to get to the perimeter so you exploit that and this is going to be something that is going to be over and over and over against the Suns oh yeah, and even like the 26 field goal attempts from Wimby, like, you know, he was only 15 for 26, but all his attempts, they're good looks no matter what, right? Like we talked about Facel, like he yeah. improved his shot. Now he's like unstoppable in many ways, and it sucks he has like a groin pool. That fucking sucks. Like I hate the Spurs, but I love the player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way he improved on his shot, that's the scary part. We always talk about this with young players. They improve their shots. Like, cause when, when you can take a shot over anybody, obviously, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, like KD. That Tim Duncan, like, fade away or off the class. He's going to do it that way, too. He's going to make sure he's going to look up Tim Duncan film, make sure it's going to go in off the class every time, every time he's just murdering the Suns. And they're going to show highlights of Tim Duncan just to make it worse for us. I can't wait for that. Mm, I'm just, yeah, grab some popcorn, uh, put on some Crocs. You know, I've never owned Crocs or Vans in my entire life. <laughs> Vans, yes, no Crocs, so yeah. I I've never had Jordans, I've never had Nikes. Oh, that's disappointing. We need to get you jamsters. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and donate in the super chat so Matthew can get his first pair of Jordans. Big Dick Booker was the return tonight of the Big Dick, Big Dick Booker. 
I try to explain that to people. If they go, big dick Booker, that sounds suggestive. I'm like, no, the guy's an asshole. And they're oh, oh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're the pervert. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, them. It's, it's not me. 10 of 19 from the field in 35 minutes played tonight. 31 points, 13 assists, nine rebounds, one rebound away from a triple double, uh, which looks very good for my fantasy basketball team. Uh, a team that beat you last week in our son's I'm Potter. Sure you, <laughs> you don't even know how this still fucking app works. <laughs> You're like showing me at the birthday party on Sunday. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I try to do it the next day. I'm like, I don't remember what he said. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, just, I don't even know. I put in like a great training video on that too. Uh, but a great performance by Devin Booker coming back. As you mentioned, a little tentative to start in the first quarter. Comes out. Uh, six minutes played, 0 of 3 from the field, no, no big deal. 10 points in that second quarter, 4 of 5 from the field, 2 of 3 from beyond the arc, starts to get his footing. Third quarter, an 11-point performance on 3 of 4 shooting, and then ultimately in that fourth quarter, Booker goes 3 of 7, 10 points, 4 assists in that. Uh, exactly what you want to see. Great to have him back. And what we were truly missing at the start of the fourth quarter and the Suns' previous two losses, it was so much Kevin Durant. And when he would sit, there was no one to carry the torch. Had the Suns not butt fucked themselves right off the bat and been down by so much so early, that run that the Suns put on in the beginning of the fourth quarter would have extended a lead while Kevin Durant was on the bench. It's what ultimately helped the Suns chip away at what the Spurs did. But it was great to see Devin Booker back out there. And those book ones were looking nice with those gray colorways. Yeah, as, as long as he doesn't get hurt in them, I'm okay with them. Yeah, I don't really care. Like, as long as he stays on the court. Um, but he definitely, in the fourth quarter, was making sure that every shot taken by him or even his teammates were good-looking shots. Whether they went down or not, they were good-looking shots. Uh, Yuda just didn't come through to take the lead. If he hits that, I'm pretty sure we take the game. The momentum carries over from there, and the Spurs can't really answer back. I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. But that's a different universe. That's probably a universe where the Suns win a championship. We're stuck in this one. So, but where the Spurs win everything, where the Spurs do. Anytime the Suns get close, here come the Spurs again. Um, (laughs) You feel good about yourself? You got Steve Nash? You got (laughs) Amari Stoudemire? Well, we got Tim Duncan, bitch. All right, you got Devin Booker. You got Bradley Beal. You got Kevin Durant. We got Victor Wembanyama. I know, I know, man. Uh, So, is it SoCon the guy that was just giving it to Book tonight and just really lighting a fire underneath Book's ass to really get into the game even more? I'd I'd like to thank that guy. Yeah, thank you very much. Booker just he gives you the re- he gives you like a reason to really love this game, right? I'm not trying to be cheesy, but I was watching like the Clippers and Lakers last night, right? Kawhi I watched that whole game. LeBron. Huh? Did you watch that game? I watched the whole game. Yeah, it was a good game, yeah, right? It was I, I miss basketball. Yeah. I was like, it's such a good game. Suck. They pay they play with pat with passion, man, like the whole game, and it's a real fight, but that's Booker every night. Like yes. we always talk about like, what's the reason they play these games? Who cares? It's game five. We're losing. We're down. We're two and three now, right? We're down in the standings. It's early. So who cares? But this guy cares. It all fucking matters, right? The preseason games matter. You see tonight, like in the fourth quarter, when he's just going toe to toe with every spur on the floor, you want him to take every shot. The pass of you is good, but I want Booker and I want KD to take every shot in the fourth on the comeback. He's the reason for the comeback. Obviously he's setting up his teammates for good looks, but it's like, I want him to finish up the game and I want him to take those shots. I want him to take the contact in the lane and get to the free throw line, like continue to bury the Spurs. I just, I wish he went that way, but he didn't. It's fine, right? He didn't lose the game for us, obviously, but it just, 
we're just so lucky to have this guy because games like this, you would think, okay, we're down by 25 in the third. It's over. I'm going to go rest. Mm-hmm. I was hurt. I was out for three games. Mm-hmm. Fair. I'm not going to, I'm not going to finish this game. No, he comes all the way back and almost beats him. I know he had the help with KD, but he almost does it himself, man. It's insane how good this guy is. And, um, you know, even on a loss, it just, it makes me happy that he's a son for forever. So I don't know. That's the only thing I could take away from this game and be a little bit positive about. Yeah. He's entering his prime. We're, Prime Book is a competitor. He's everything that you want in a player. Uh, so talented from a scoring standpoint. And you're right. Even when you're down, he's the type of player who can will you to a near victory. He just needs some members of his team to step up. And in the fourth quarter, they didn't really do that for him. You know, uh, let's see. Yuta Wananabe was 0 for 2. And man, those were two big ones. Kevin Durant missed a couple shots. Uh, and it was his lack of connectivity, I would say with Drew Eubanks that cost them a couple uh, points. I wouldn't say points. I'd say just uh, 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 run killers because it was 116-116, and then the Spurs part started putting a run on the Suns, and like Devin Booker would go in there, and he'd try to pass it to Eubanks, and Eubanks is like just not ready for it. Uh, and there was that one alley-oop where Eubanks was waiting for the board, and like the ball just went like right out, and Booker just like jogging back. He's like, "Well, shit, that guy's not ready yet." And that's that connectivity thing, and th- those things are going to continue to happen. Is the chemistry as long as the effort is there with the chemistry, you know, great things can happen for this team. Uh, but you can't come out. And it, it seems like the Suns would do this multiple times, especially last year, where it's, they just come out to get fucking boat raced. Like I don't remember a team that got boat raced as much as that last year's Suns, where it's like, oh, shit, 17 to 2. Okay, cool. It's going to be one of these nights where we're fighting uphill. And like two out of every nine of those games you would win or at least make it competitive. But that's not a good way to start. And it's just not a good way to end. But Devin Booker, I mean, he's the man. He's the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Everyone, every opposing fan base hates him because of how cool he is and because he's a shit talker and because he can back it up. Would have been nice for him to get to triple double, but I'm kind of kind of glad he didn't get a triple double in a game in that that ended like this. He's never gotten one ever. No, I think he might have got one in the playoffs, but regular season, no. Crazy, no. Scotty Don't. I'm trying to find a fucking drop to play, and I can't fucking find oh. motherfucker's last name. Oh, it's always bottom. I'm grumpy. Big crank. Eubanks. All right, who's better, Nurkic or Eubanks? <laughs> so the game tilts in a different direction when Eubanks comes in. Like he he brings a different kind of momentum, I think, right? Like he he has so much more versity, versity. versatility. Versatility than uh you know Nurkic does, but He's lacks a little bit of other things that Nurkic does bring, like passing and stuff like that. But yeah, when you want the defense and you kind of want more of a presence inside, it's nice to have. It's just it's there in spurts. I think he does a really good job with Kevin Durant in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more reps with them would be nice. That was always a question when we started the season. Like for me, I don't know if I ever said it. Maybe I was just talking to myself. I was just like, is Eubanks going to be our starting center by the end of the year? <laughs> just because he brings that energy, but it's nice to have that off the bench. But he, overall, it was a better game from him, obviously, more than Nurk, right? Yeah, I mean, he had 13 points in 27 minutes played, 5 of 9 from the field, had 5 rebounds, an assist, a block, and just he he was hustling. I think the challenge that he has 
is he gets out of position a lot. He's another one. He's like you don't want to not be right now. Their positioning on defense is inconsistent, and opposing teams are taking advantage of the fact that they're not in the right spot. What he gives you on offense is adequate, I feel, especially for a backup big. I mean, if your backup big's playing 27 minutes and Nurkic only played 19, it's clearly because you needed more athleticism on the court, and Eubanks does bring more athleticism than Nurkic. That's the why. Is it going to be something that we see consistently throughout the year? No. Uh, is he better than Nurkic overall? I don't think so. But I do think that his athleticism, when you play in somebody like Wimby, it's not even necessarily Wimby. It's the fact that Zach Collins was fucking us up tonight, man. Zach Collins, 19 points, <laughs> 7 of 10 from the field, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Dude is an 11% three-point shooter. He was three of three from downtown tonight. It's just one of those nights, man. Yeah, like it really Collins was. Just fucking yurping threes on you. Get out of town. Yeah, our defense in the first three games was really stellar. Like we gave up like a hundred points average, which is yeah. good in this today's NBA. Um, but just from the start, man, they were just unstoppable. And when that happens, and you have guys like Collins stepping up, and you just can't stop him. Like as soon as he gets the ball, I'm like, oh, it's over. They're gonna score as soon as Collins has the ball, wherever he's at on the court. I'm like, oh, it's over. He's gonna score easily on whoever. It's guarding him, usually Eubanks, and they look exactly the same. But I wanted to win that battle. But I think the thing is with um, with Eubanks, he has really – he'll split the minutes. I think we kind of saw that too, even with Nurk. Like, they can kind of split. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll probably not be a starter, obviously. That's kind of – that's not going to happen. Nurk will just be upset, and he'll sit out every game. That's probably what happens if Eubanks does start. But it's fun having Eubanks come off the bench – get those big blocks, get the end one. But the best part of tonight's game was when he did get the end one, when uh, he he was uh, offered the alley-oop from Kevin Durant. Yeah. He went back down. He's like, shit, I better make this count because KD's going to be on my ass. He pivots around five times until he gets the and one. So he made sure it went down. So that was my favorite play of the game for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right on all accords. Like He is going to continue to be our backup center. He's a solid backup center. He really is. Again, you don't allow yourself to get boat raced in this game right off the bat, and better things could happen. Speaking of guys coming off the bench, it was finally nice to see a performance in some minutes for this guy. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with KBD? K debates the op tonight. 18 minutes played. He was five of seven from the field, including a three pointer. Had a couple rebounds, 13 total points. And I think the best take of the night, when he attacked Victor Wembanyama, went around him and got a layup in there, I thought KBD looked fantastic. I think he's somebody who's going to garner some minutes. I mean, Nasir Little has been getting minutes through the first four games. KBD could be getting those minutes as a much more versatile player and isn't going to be somebody who has uh, the affinity to drop off on weak side. He, He was one of our best defenders tonight, in my opinion. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, someone actually did mention earlier in the chat that he did the best job on Wimby. KBD. Uh, KBD kind of big dick. Kind of big dick. That's kind of good. Uh, yeah, today he was kind of big. But then he kind of grew, dude. He was a grower, not grow. a shower. He was a grower, not a shower yeah. in the first five yeah. games. Dude, he, he, I think we know what he is now, right? What he can do offensively. Because I had no I, I don't know. I don't even get to the rim. But the way he was using his body and pushing guys off in the paint, really getting good looks at the rim. Like, that was awesome. Like, I totally trusted him right away. It was like a few plays or a few good plays in that. Reverse was nice. But then he even hit the corner three that was big. Like, a huge game. Big momentum booster because we need someone else, right? I mean, in the third quarter, even Eddie Johnson was saying that they have to find somebody else off the bench. 
Um, and they did. They went to him, and I wasn't too sure at first. It looked like TJ Warren at first. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. missed two free throws right off the bat. And I don't even want to look at the free throw stats. I could not look at them tonight. Yeah, it was we like missed 19, so many free throws. I think we missed seven. I think we were 19 Ugh. to 26. Yeah, Kevin Durant missed three. Um, but I was just thinking, I'm like, now I know what he's doing on the court. And it's nice to see, you know, as that big truck goes behind me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's nice to see him out there playing some good minutes. That's one good takeaway. Again, only good takeaways. Only member of the Phoenix Suns to have a plus in the plus minus. KBD, plus seven tonight, kind of big dick. One of the guys who had, let's see, I'm looking at the stats. So if I, if you were to take a guess as to who the worst plus minus was tonight, who would you say? I'll give you two guesses. Okay. Um, the worst would be, is it Yuta? It is not Yuta the shooter. He was actually even, zero. Easy. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it's someone we didn't go over yet. So it's going to be, um, oh my gosh. Is it Eric Gordon? Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play a game. Kevin Durant was a negative 17 tonight, although he was 10 of 15 from the field, 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. 28 total points, 6 rebounds, an assist, missed four three four free throws, not 3, Matthew. But the reason he was a negative 17 is he was on the court at the very beginning of the game when the Suns got boat raced, and he was on the court at the back end of the game when the team gave up a 14-5 to run to finish the game. So ultimately, when everything is said and done, this is why plus-minus can be a little bit... Uh, not, not not a great stat on a game-to-game basis, but definitely something over time. Uh, but what did you see from Kevin Durant tonight? Oh, I thought he was brilliant. And the fact that he was still trying to get to the rim every time he had the ball. I know he settled for some threes. They looked good, and they were good. But him <laughs> getting to the rim and just drawing contact, like I think the start of the season, I'm so scared of him getting hurt. I don't want him to do stuff like that, right? And get into a big group of dudes down there coming down on a bunch of feet. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. But tonight it's like, I trusted it. He looks more comfortable. Like his body's more fluid. He doesn't look as stiff as he was before to where he can, he couldn't take contact before everybody he ran into is like, Oh, now he's like going into guys. He's like taking it to them. And he knew like coming in five minutes left in the third or second quarter, the Spurs were in foul trouble or, you know, in the bonus, the Suns were in the bonus. So then he gets to the line right away but then he misses the free throws and it just, you know, I mean like his mind was right, but he couldn't finish it tonight with his shots at the free throw line. But I like the fact that he was really just being aggressive. That's the biggest thing I'm watching from him. Mm-hmm. It's his aggression and just getting into his stuff early. And I feel like he was doing that tonight. It's shocking that he's like the biggest plus the biggest minus tonight, but it makes sense because the first quarter book had to leave early and it was just him out there while they're just getting stomped on. So poor dude in the first quarter, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, he was the only one who could do anything at the beginning of the game. He scored 11 of the Suns' first 18 points. And as you mentioned, was doing so in a plethora of different ways. Isn't afraid to attack. Isn't somebody who uh, isn't afraid to pull the trigger from beyond the arc. And looked great doing so. And it was nice knowing that he had some help out there tonight in, in Devin Booker. And I like what he did. I don't like the fact that he played 37 minutes. Uh You know, I mean, that just is what it is. But 10 to 15, I mean, that's Kevin Durant. You know, 28 points. He's leading the Phoenix Suns this season in points per game. Uh, Entering tonight, again, not including Dem Booker's first game because Dem Booker's first game uh, was a 30-something point performance. I forget what it was. But uh, 27.4 points per game. Or I'm sorry, incorrect. 
I went to the wrong statistics. 27.3 points per game for Kevin Durant entering this game. So, I mean, he, he's going to raise that average. The guy's averaging 28 a game. I mean, he, and he's just, he's just money. So love, love to see him play that way. I'm excited for the sun's next game simply because he's not going to have to guard Victor women. Yama the whole time. I mean, that's a task. And that's one of those things we talked about at the beginning of the season. It's like if you get somebody who is a more power forward type guy, if you put a KBD in there as a starter who can play some four instead of three, maybe that's going to free up Kevin Durant, at least on the defensive end, so he doesn't have to play as physical and go against a guy who is just fucking – he looks up to by four inches. Yeah, and, of, uh, you minutes. know, he's seven feet tall, and when he stands, like, stands next to Wimbenyama, he's taller. That's crazy, right? It's <laughs> This is nuts, man. It's just, I don't even know what to say. It's absolutely nuts. A uh, couple of things I had written in my notes, at least. God damn it, dude. Fucking, I'm cussing a lot on this pod. Sorry for all the kids who listen. That's the first time, I think, isn't it? <laughs> I've been cussing the whole I can't. I don't even notice anymore, man. <laughs> I feel so numb to it. Uh, it's because it just flows out. Uh, but God, I wrote, God damn it. Pop knows how to kill momentum. <laughs> yeah, like, he definitely does. I, he, I'm scared of the dude. He always knows when to uh, call a perfect timeout. The Suns make two shots in a row up 20. Like the Spurs are up 25. The Suns cut it to 21. He's like a timeout. And then when they get the the next play is always a great play. It's one thing used to drive me nuts about Monty (laughs) Williams is Monty Williams would be late to his timeout calling. And then when he would call the timeout, the play that they would run on the inbounds was just like some lackadaisical play that had like one one wrinkle to it. And when the opposing team stopped that wrinkle, it just turned into an isolation uh, play that never worked. And like pop, it's always just like, Oh, and there's a nice little back screen by Wemby dunk. And right. Wow. That right out of a yeah. timeout. Killed, you know killed our momentum and gave him two points. You know what I was thinking is, you know, that little, the little press room where the visiting coaches come in. Yes. Can you imagine being in that tiny room with pop right in front of you? Like just like giving right you here. shit. Like just like looking at you, like wait, who the fuck are you? Like you know what I mean? That would be the scary. The guy scares me. Obviously, I think you watch the tweet that he was uh, in a good mood today. But yeah. I couldn't be. I could not imagine being in that little small space with him. Oh yeah, terrifying. Because my uh, pants. It's like, it's like don't, just don't make eye contact with him, or something bad is going to happen. I know that you were hanging out in San Antonio. I was. Um, which is they kind of own us. The whole state of Texas is really happy right now because <laughs> they own Arizona. But except for the Cowboys, let's. Have true go cardinal <laughs> the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout <laughs> all right well yeah, i can't uh-huh. i can't live up to last night's subreddit at all dude i was making that short today and i was laughing my ass off dude oh my god it was so funny you if see, you guys I haven't got... checked it out check out the short john doing the subreddit last night as maybe you know if, if the jamsters like it i can do subreddit stakeouts as batman on a more regular occasion but they gotta let me know they like it by liking <laughs> subscribing rating and reviewing yeah matthew tell us what you saw on the subreddit stakeouts and i'm sure it was a a wet for wemby fest right yeah, yeah, there was a um, there was a couple comments in there. Uh, but first, about being wet for Wemby. But for SoCon, you piece of shit, get glasses. I don't know what happened, but I think there's a lot of love hate with that dude. Pop talks yes. to him a lot, right? Yes. The guy is very emotional, and he can basically kind of kill drives for his own team, leading by his own emotion. And I don't think Pop wants that on this team. But. Yeah, he well, he's a young, fiery player 
with a chip on his shoulder. And typically those type of players don't play well in a pop type system. You have to be disciplined. You have to be respectful when they, he's the kind of guy like pops big on doing like those team dinners. Like he's the guy who probably shows up late, throws 10 modifications on his salad. And then like when everyone, and then when everybody's going around and ordering and you know, they're like, yeah, I'll get the pasta. They're like, yeah, the pasta sounds good. And somebody else is like, yeah, you know what? I'll have a, a grilled chicken. And he's like, yeah, I'll have a steak, uh, fucking cooked to shit, medium, <laughs> medium well, yeah. and make it well done. And everyone's like, fuck, man, you just made all of our entrees come out an extra 10 minutes later because we have to wait on your fucking thing. That's that's so Tom. Oh, that's the worst he does? That's not too bad. I was thinking three chicks and like one dude with a collar walk in with him or something like that. That's what I Well, that's see. that's what happens. And they're standing over him the whole time. Yeah, he feeds him scraps on the floor. <laughs> and Pop's staring at him, and he's not afraid of him. And that's what's No, weird. he's not. I'm not scared of anything either with these sunglasses on and the sideburns. <laughs> I listened uh, to the last podcast. Obviously, I wasn't on or two podcasts ago when you were Elvis. Yeah. It was you and Sons Geek, and like I listened to that podcast while I was driving. And just hearing you do the hoods, I'm like dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> See, folks, we do this more for each other than you, but we're glad that you're watching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's funny, man. Tell us more. All right. I'm not even going to read the comments. I'm just going to go the whole time. All right. Here's Here it is. Stop it, Wimby. I can only get so wet. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of uh, gifts of uh, waterfalls and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so, no, but sell. What's up? Chasing so waterfalls. So don't, don't go chasing them. <laughs> no Vassell in the second half. Hopefully it's because he's needed to apply burn cream to his hands because he was on fire, dude. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was in, in there until like two minutes in. Um, why are the Suns icing KD out of the game? I mean, I'll take it, but yeesh. So there were moments there, I guess, where they weren't really passing him the ball, giving him the ball. That's what I was saying. I was like, I just wanted KD and Book to finish the game. But yeah, eh, especially whatever, they still got back into it. That was like before our like big run. So, bro, I'm so hard. Laugh my ass off. That's when they were up by 25. And then um, these refs can absolutely suck my D. I guess the Suns were getting some calls. That was mostly Booker, but that's just the way it kind of goes. Um, and then they got back into the game. But they they did have a good comment about Eubanks. Okay. Eubanks has come a long way since he did one with us. He was yeah. so bad. Then it seemed crazy that we kept him on the roster. Has gotten better and better every year. So that was very nice. And then Aww. also they put this one. Stop it, Wemby. I can only get so wet. And that was it. <laughs> oh, man. There's going to be a lot of uh, mopping in San Antonio tonight. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Elvis, uh, what else you got in your notes about this game? Um, I feel like I have some other things. Oh, let me I see. know, I know, I have some things, but I'll let you go. Let me see. Um, no, actually, I don't. I think um, the only other thing I have is Goodwin, even K Ray, confusing him with a Kogi every game. Every game, every yeah. game they call him a Kogi, so that's how easy it is. Well, to do. I and guess I'm, in uh, in that it. vein, speaking of a Kogi, uh, I put J-O can't hit S-H-I-T. Uh, and that was right at the beginning of the game. They didn't play the rest of the game. Uh, I just wrote pathetic defensive effort. Vogel should be ashamed. And it's going to be interesting to see the, um, the post-game comments from Frank Vogel and what he has to say about this. Because, yeah, this is supposed to be somebody who is a defensive mastermind. And the Spurs 
who are a team who are the number one pick overall. Don't get me wrong. They got Victor Wembanyama. and he went for 38 and 10. And it's hard to defend. I understand that. But to allow players like Zach Collins to go three of three from beyond the arc, Devin Vassell, three of three, Doug McDermott, two of three, fucking uh, C.D. Osman, five of eight from the field, three of six from beyond the arc. C.D. Osman was a killer tonight. And I remember when he played with the yeah. Cavaliers, it was the same way. Like he would just, he just hits those threes. And like we have yet to really, Eric Gordon can be that for the Suns, but he was, he only shot two threes tonight. It's almost like KD at, in the fourth quarter was like, yo, man, I'm just going to take some time off. I'm tired. I've been doing this every night. And Devin, you're here and you got all the energy. Go for it, kid. And Eric Gordon, too, he only had seven points in 24 minutes. He's three, five from the field and one to two. It's like he completely slowed down. And I get he's coming off the bench, but he completely changed his approach to the game. Uh, and so when you look at the fact that Trey Jones is going two of four from beyond the arc, I mean, it's just embarrassing. And, and Frank Vogel has got to be embarrassed in this defensive effort, right? Yeah, because that was one thing. He wants them to be nasty. You know, that was one of the clips they took yes. from practice was him just saying some messed up crap about them trying to be real dogs out there on defense and let the other team know. But like I said, like our defense has been good the first few games of the season. Um, this back-to-back -back with Booker's injury, and then I don't even know if you want to talk about Beal. I don't really give a fuck. I don't even want the guy on the team anymore. I don't. I just don't even care. <laughs> hey, I really what do you mean don't. want him on the team? He's not on the team. He He's not on the team. Yet. I was like. The more and more I keep hearing about, like, why do we not trade for Damian Lillard? Like, why didn't we just not get him? Like, I don't know. Um, but th those are things I think about. Obviously, I want to be able to play. It's going to make a difference. Big time. But um, it's all adjustments. And But to lose this way tonight to a team in the Spurs that just killed us last night coming back in the fourth quarter, it just makes you think, like, is it defense or just the chemistry? And I think it's a little bit of both. But I think our defense is there. It's just a little chaotic right now. Well, and one thing you got to understand about the Spurs is before they beat the Suns by one point, they lost by 40 to the Clippers. Like, <laughs> they lost 123 to 83. They come here and they beat the Suns twice. Like, it's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. And Frank Vogel should be embarrassed. And hopefully he does something to whip this team into shape. The other things that I wrote is lackadaisical effort on switches uh, no continuity. We're just doing all the little things wrong. Missing free throws. Like that's like, it's those little things and those little things add up. And that's what the, the challenge was in this. And again, this might be a one time it's game five. I get it, but I'm still allowed as a Suns fan to be frustrated. I'm still allowed as a yeah. Suns fan to be upset. I'm still allowed as a Suns fan slash podcaster slash writer to overreact to things. That's what I do. I'm a fan. Like I don't, I don't, I don't work for the Arizona Republic, right? Like I write for bright side of the sun. It's a fan blog site. So I'm going to definitely put together an overreaction tomorrow. It's, I already like started writing it tonight. I'm just like, it's, it, I said the F word like 47 times in my phone as my speak to text. I'm like, that's going to be my article. Let's see if SB Nation lets me do it. I mean, that's what, but that's how, but that's that's what you feel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not the players going to the locker room. They overanalyze. They're critical too, and it's only game five. Like they have to be. Like mm -hmm. so, this whole thing about I'm just I'm I'm sick of hearing about it. Always, I'm sick of hearing it about just like it's okay. It's early. Like it's it's fine. We'll be okay, right? 
We've always said that, but we've never won a fucking championship, so it's not okay. We're never no. okay. We're it's never always like, okay. well, wait till DA gets in the playoffs, he'll be fine. It's like, ah, well, wait till he gets back from injury. Wait till KD gets back from injury, he'll be fine. Like, it's always like, let's just wait. It'll be all right. It's like, no, I'm just done with it, dude. I might die tomorrow, man. Yeah. And my last day here on Earth, I want to just be pissed off at the Suns, and I'm gonna die. And then Wimby's gonna be fucking like tearing it up for three more years of winning a championship the next three years with the Spurs. So, well, yeah. I- about anymore no it, it, that, but that's what's gonna happen and we you know it i know it and everyone else knows it but we're not allowed to be upset but i don't care i don't even know who says we're not allowed to be upset i'm all i'm upset about this all the time <laughs> uh let's hand out some hardware <laughs> jam star of the game there's a reminder hit that thumbs up button if you're watching help us out help us out with algorithms Let's people know that if you need a therapy session, you don't go to places after the game that talk about how great the team was and how how they feel good. And you don't go to places that say, you know what, it's okay. You come here to the jam session. We're like, what the fuck is happening? Oh. <laughs> Hit a thumbs up. <laughs> know in the chat who your jam star of the game is, Matthew. I think Please. you went first last time. I will go first yeah. this time. Uh Wembenyama. I don't think it's a. I don't even think it's close. He was thirty-eight and ten tonight. He was unstoppable. He made everything a challenge for the Phoenix Suns, and he ruined my night. And he's going to ruin my decade. And I'm just. I'm getting ready for it. Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I guess we can give it to the other team. You do whatever you want. That's what I'm doing. No, I'll give it to him. I would give it to Book, but I wanted him to finish out the game and take every shot. He just didn't do it, so I'm pissed off about that. So I'm going to give it to Wimby. All right. I will add that to my notes. So far, it's Booker has one, KD has two, Wemby has one for me, and Booker has one, KD has two, Wemby has one for you, and Grayson Allen has one because uh, you've worked an extra podcast because I was out that one time. So taking a look up next for the Phoenix Suns, they head out on the road Saturday morning, bright and early. Nice. I like it. Playing, yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm actually Get out of the way. Talking about going to, going to Philly, playing the 76ers. A team that just traded James Harden, as we talked about a little bit on our po- last podcast. Uh, they did gain a one motorcycle guy who's just getting <laughs> like a son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, Matthew so just, sounds like you're about to be beamed up. Like what you guys don't realize is Matthew like literally lives in a cardboard box right on a fucking main road. And he put some nice decorations behind. That's all a green screen. It's actually a cardboard box behind him. And he's on his <laughs> And so you just hear every <laughs> asshole who's chopped off their Cadillac converter drive by. Uh, that's what it's that's so like. annoying. Pissing me off, dude. Yeah, it's like every time there's another guy just grumbling, mumbling. Uh, so, yeah, you know, who you got winning this game? What do you what are you looking for? What do you think? I think, you I think the Suns win. I think it's a big Booker game again. He always plays good against Philadelphia. Uh, I'm I'm glad that Maxie's kind of unleashed over there in Philadelphia. It's nice to have that. I think he's a good number two next to Embiid. He's very important to that team. Like he moves the ball very well. Really good again to the rim, doing everything that like is kind of Westbrook-ish, but then he has a really good shot too. So I like what he does there in um and in, in Philadelphia. But they also got Batum back in the trade. That's gonna help them as well. Um, Batum. I feel like that guy's been in the league for 40 years. I know, I know. He's kind of under the radar, kind of a good addition, but it just it seems like who knows who's gonna really stay there in Philadelphia after this trade. Maybe it's maybe they trade the picks for somebody else. But I think they stay the course with this team. It's not a team that's like gonna I don't think they have a chance to win a championship with who they have now, but the way Massey Maxie's gonna play this year, he's gonna be an all-star, so maybe it is enough. And 
with James Harden being gone, I think it's just kind of relief for that franchise. I'm not sure what happened, but Embiid, I'm pretty sure wanted Harden gone. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't know. I just I like the Sixers team the way it is right now. They're more fun to watch. So um, it's going to be an up and down game, which kind of sucks because today <laughs> the way that the Spurs killed us up and down all game long, I kind of don't want that. But I think Book plays good from start to finish, and he can kind of kill this team in the fourth quarter. Uh, this will be the first game in which we disagree. I think the 76ers are going to win this game at home. I think that the defensive challenges that the Phoenix Suns have, uh, <laughs> coupled with the fact that they have the MVP and he's going to go at our weakest guy, and that's Nurkic, I think it, this equates to an L. So right now we're both 1-2 and two on the season. This will be one where one of us will be 1-2, and two, one of us will be 2-2, two and two, or 1-3, 2-2. and three, one, two, two. This is a three-game road trip for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they play the 76ers, then they play the Pistons and the Bulls. And I could see dubs on the Pistons and the Bulls. I think that we go to, you know, two and four, and you know it's a back to back because we play this game, and then on Sunday we play the Pistons, another early game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a one o'clock game. So you know we'll see, but I think it's an L, unfortunately. I think it's switched. I think we might lose to the to the Pistons. I don't know. Oh, I just I feel like lo- the back lose to Monty, huh? Sits. I think KD might sit that game or something. I can just see it. Duran, dude, Jalen Duran down there, Duran Duran down there as the the center that we all wanted. (laughs) He's killing it. So that's going to be a handful for the Suns. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that that guy definitely does play hard, man. And we'll see. That's back-to-back games where they have, you know, you're going against centers that are really, really tough. Thoughts. Um, Brains? All right, I got some I got some our thoughts stuff for you, Matthew, cool. to talk about b- before we go. wait all show for this. Do you? Sometimes I don't do it. For that I'm sorry. I I, I should be better well, than we that. We don't have time. True. So here's a couple things that I have for you. All right. First thing, Suns have officially re- released the LVA jerseys. Uh, we've saw them, we knew they were coming. Final thoughts on those and would you buy a jersey of one of these? Yeah, I would. I would buy. I would buy all the jerseys right now. I like these ones. I definitely. I think they're pretty popping. The best thing is just seeing the guys in the jerseys. Like the photo shoot they released today, that's like they look so much better on the dudes. Just like these other jerseys. Like when I'm when I see them, like eh. But then when they're on the court in them, like they look way better in person. They look way better. Um, but they pop on these dudes. I do you not like them. I like the. No. I like the the floor too. The court. I yeah. think the court looks pretty good too. I think the entire concept is another win. I like the colors. I like the, how the numbers are different and they have that gradient to them. I did buy one of the shirts today, you know, an LVA oh, shirt. Cool. It's a Kevin okay. Durant one. Uh, you got to get the I, Kevin Durant because of the numbers. Is that why? Yes, because the Booker yes. one looks kind of weird. Exactly. I don't like the way the one. Ah, I hate that. I know. I, uh, you know, for my birthday, uh, a good friend of mine who was terminated from work recently, unfortunately, one of my former bosses, she bought me a $100 uh, gift card to NBA shop. And I was like, I'm like, I'm going to wait until they release the new stuff and I'm going to get a KD one. So I got that and like a Booker shirt and like a $5 Valley shirt. So nice. I think they look great. I think the 10th is when we're going to debut those. And I think that's against the Lakers. That's the first tournament. That's the first yeah. tournament game. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's going to be on that court. So I said last pod, I'm like, they're going to blend in with that court. Like it's exactly the same as their jerseys, so that's gonna be interesting. Aussie Suns fan, down chat, passing the ball, but. shout out to Aussie Suns fan. Says take out the original sunburst. I think Lya is my favorite of all time, which is saying wow. a lot. That's how I feel. Like with they're pretty uh, fucking good. With the 
our statement edition jerseys, like that PHX, I love it so much. It's like you take out the original Sunburst, you take out the Wild West away jerseys, and like that PHX, I like it more than the Valley. I just, I love the whole gradient on it and everything. Yeah, everything they have right now is perfect, except for like the home floor. I just don't like it too much. I like but it. everything else is great. I don't it's like the PHX playoff floor. run. Yeah. yeah. PHX floor is dumb. Uh, Bismack Biombo. I don't know if you if if you heard yeah, this, I did. but I saw, but, yeah. but you know one of our our all time favorites, old Bismack Biombo. Biz. Biz. My all time favorite drops. Uh, Busy signed with the Grizzlies today. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm excited for him. I am. Too bad that team's 0 5 right now. They're kind of <laughs> helpless. <laughs> so I don't know how much it's going to help them. He's not going to help them at all. Like, it's just, it's nice he got a good contract. It's kind of crazy how these guys that helped us last year. I mean, Jock got the big contract, but most yeah. of these guys, like, are just not even playing. It's yeah. Terrence Ross, but, TJ Warren's missing free throws yeah. at, at, you know, we, we used to have that, uh, that drop. Where in the world is TJ Warren? Yeah. And, uh, it, I'll tell you where TJ Warren is right now. He's down at the YMCA just missing free throws. <laughs> God, fucking... dude. I, it's crazy. He's not in the league right now, but I know it's nuts. And Terrence Ross, too. I mean, they, they're scorers. We're so excited guess... when we got him. Like, yeah. here we go. He wants to this play for the Suns. This is it, man. <laughs> do it. Boop. Lost. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk is the comments by John Wall about wanting to play in Phoenix. Would you be interested in a reunion with Brad? Obviously, that's a team in Phoenix that only has one, you know, standard point guard on the roster. They're playing with Brad at different points once he's back as a starting point guard. But would you be interested in a reunion? For sure, yeah. Like, for sure. That's what I was hoping for in D.C. It went different ways. But uh, me and Brad are still brothers. Oh, we still talk a lot. You know, a lot of people always want to make us like we're not cool with each other. That's the reason why things happen. But uh, we still have conversations. We still talk a lot. And I congratulate him on uh, moving there and hope the best for him. And hopefully he can finally win him a championship. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely, if I could join their team for sure, I would love that. So there you go. John Wall, you know, interviewed by Sham Sharania, expressing interest in coming to Phoenix. Thoughts on that? No, I don't think so. Last year I wanted him. I wanted him or Westbrook. Um, I think he was just. And we got Terrence Ross. I think he was just asked. He's like, yeah, of course I want to play with him. It's nothing definite or just you know, like, oh my god, he wants to play for the Suns. Are the Suns going to get him? I think he just was asked a question. He's like, yeah, sure. Like, I would love to play with him. Of course, who wouldn't right now? Yeah, no, of course (laughs) you would. Have you watched the last two games? I would totally want to play for the Suns right now. They look fucking great. And Phil's never going to play this year. This is yeah, great, dude. <laughs> there's there's not going to be any chemistry issues on the court because Bill's never going to be on the court. So it's no, gonna be great. Bill never. Yeah, oh my I, god. I just you know again that's going to be a, a a consistent theme right now is the Suns don't have a point guard. That wasn't the issue tonight. I really don't feel the turnovers weren't off of bad lack of point guard play. It's again that carelessness, driven the ball off your foot, dumb shit. It's yeah. dumb. It, it's unforced errors that are hurting the Suns big time right now. Uh, their total number of turnovers. What did what did it come to tonight? Because they were averaging coming into this like fucking a lot. 14, 14 turnovers. Spurs had Four, eight. Jeez, I, I swear they so, had six in the first. Entering so. this game, we are twenty eighth in the league in turnovers. Eighteen point three. Twenty eighth. We're second. They're third to last. So that's and good or bad? Like that's like, bad. <laughs> So we're like fourth, or we're fourth. Or we have second. the we have the third. We have the third most. Third, third, yeah. We have the third most. So it's just it is what it is. But John Wall, I don't think is an uh, somebody who's going to solve any issues. Not the greatest facilitator. Somebody who who used to play with a lot of speed and the pressure that he used to put on opposing defenses is what made him great. 
and that would open up shooters around him. But I mean, it hasn't due to uh, post injury. He just has never been the same. So again, I think you're right. Sham Sharani isn't trying to say, Hey, the Suns could be looking for you. Would you be interested? He's like, yeah, fucking, of course I would be like, who wouldn't be? Yeah. So. I was like, do you see where I'm at right now? He's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm in China. He's about 20 pounds overweight too. I don't even, well, yeah, he look that good. that's what happens when I, isn't he in China or Taiwan or, Oh, is he? I don't okay. know. I, I don't know. know fuck John Wall is. Uh, on that note, Jamsters, because we don't know where John Wall is, I think we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So a reminder, if you're watching this or listening to this, just subscribe, rate, review, do whatever you can to support the podcast. The Sons of Geek who's entered the chat says, everyone smash the like button. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody's support. We really do, especially on nights like tonight. Uh, we're back-to-back podcasts. It's just disappointing. You come into this homestand being like, you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna play well. We got the Jazz, then we got two against the Spurs. These are some get right games, and we beat the the tar off of the of the Jazz, and then the Spurs beat us for two. And Wemby's gonna be just the talk of the NBA for the next week because of what he did to us. And it's just what you have to deal with as a Suns fan. We can't have nice things, and we can't go home and love our family. But Matthew, what should we do? Go home and love your Wemby's. Okay. <laughs>